Good morning. It's certainly great to see so many here this morning. And we'd like to welcome you back at any time you have the opportunity. And uh, also, thank you for that prayer on my behalf and for this opportunity to be here. I hope that something I have to say will be beneficial to you. We, uh, some of the men and younger men, have been attending a teaching class, and so I'm going to try and use some of that as we go through this morning. I think I'm ready. Okay. Something happened to me recently that I wouldn't wish on anybody. My coffee maker broke. And... I went in in the morning, I put the grounds in it, and I put the water in there, and turned on the button, and nothing. Well, the little light come on, but it didn't make no coffee. And I learned you can't reboot a coffee maker. I tried. I unplugged it, plugged it back in, and nothing. And I don't know why or how. Maybe it was just old and wore out, but I do know how it made me feel. It made me frustrated ill at ease, um, just disgruntled. And this went on for several minutes until I realized I have another coffee maker in the cabinet. It's a smaller one, but it'll work. And so I got it out and everything was fine. But there for a while I was uh, in a turmoil. My, uh, my plans were to make an emergency trip to Walmart. Some of you know I like my coffee. Anyway, I um, found out that I still had a coffee maker and was going to be okay. And suddenly I developed peace of mind. And, well, what do you think of when you hear peace of mind? Or just generally the word peace? We all know that person who, when they enter a room, they bring with them a sense of calm. And everybody has a tendency to just relax a little bit and everything's going to be okay. We all know that person and, and we like to be around that person. They have an inner peace and it seems to show. We know the other type of person also who, uh, upon entering a room, everyone's blood pressure goes up just a little bit. And you don't really want to be around that person. You kind of feel anxious or... You would just rather not be around that person, and while that person's around, you don't have that sense of inner peace. So, that brings me to my topic today, which is peace of Christ. And in today's world, it's difficult to find peace. Sometimes you might even think it's impossible. Uh, it might be a little thing, like a, the coffee maker, or, or your, your shoelace might have broke when you were putting your shoes on. Uh, maybe something bigger, uh, a flat tire on the way to work, a tornado even, personal injury. All of these things are... Uh, there, there's so many things that make it difficult to find peace. 
But we're going to look at three verses in particular in Colossians in the third chapter. And I think we'll see that uh, peace is not only expected, it, it's possible. Colossians, the third chapter, uh, verse 15, we're going to read 15 through 17. And there we read, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to the which also ye were called in one body, and be ye thankful. Uh, 16th verse, uh, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts. And 17, uh, and whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. These verses are important. They talk about three different subjects. The first one talks about peace. The second one talks about how we're supposed to worship. The third one tells us how we're supposed to live our lives. And we're going to look at them a little closer. But you can see that there's a, a common thread that runs through all of them. So what is that common thread, you might ask? Well, uh, the common thread that I think I see in these verses is that if we accept the peace of Christ into our hearts, it will change us, transform us from the inside out. And that, that seems to be the thread that runs through these. Anyway, we're going to go back and look at the first one a little closer. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to the which also you were called in one body, and be ye thankful. Where does this peace come from? It comes from Christ. The peace of Christ, and it should rule in your hearts. And where do you find it? Well, you find it in your hearts. Let me say that again. Uh, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Why is that important? It's important because it would be very easy to say, if only, if only my coffee maker hadn't broke, I would have peace. If only I didn't have that flat tire on the way to work, I would have peace. If only I didn't have to deal with that obnoxious person, I would have peace. If only I didn't suffer that major crisis that changed all of my plans, I would have peace. If only this had happened that way, or that had happened this way, I would have peace. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that those outside things are unimportant. They are, they're, they're very important and they affect us. They affect all of us, me, you, everybody. But what I'm trying to say is that a uh, peace of Christ should transform us from the inside out. Okay, we're gonna go back and look at one more word in that verse. 
rule, to govern or control. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to the which also ye were called in one body, and be ye thankful. So according to this verse, all those other things, the little things, the coffee pot, uh, the flat tire, all those things, the personal injury, uh, they, they need to be subject to the rule of Christ. Does that make sense? It does to me. He's in charge. Moving on, we're going to look at uh, Philippians, <clears throat> the fourth chapter, verse 6 and 7. And we read there, In nothing be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. This is saying, don't worry about it. Bring it to God and put it before him and let him deal with it. He, he will reign over it. Just bring it to him. Let him deal with it. Going on in the seventh verse, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. If we can do that, bring this peace into our hearts and let it change us from the inside out, all those things that frustrate us, they, they won't matter so much anymore. And we can bring them before God and leave them there, and uh, they don't have to bother us like they did. Not only will it make you yourself feel better, but it's going to show up. It's going to rub off. Uh, it will affect everybody here. It will affect everybody you meet on the street if you have that inner peace, that peace of Christ that rules in your heart. Uh, okay, one more time. We're going to go back to the 15th verse. And, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to the which also ye were called in one body. We are all one body. We are Christians. We take on his name. We were baptized into Christ. And as one body, we all come together. We, we are a part of one group. We're a part of one body. And I think that this verse, this uh, thought continues in the next verse, which we're going to go to 16 now. And in Colossians 3 and 16, we read, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts unto God. Because we are all a part of one body, the body of Christ, we have a job to do. And that job, what is it? Well, it's, it's right there, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts unto God. We are supposed to teach each other. Well, how do you do that? How do you teach? These, these lessons are, are one way. The, uh, the men and the young men of the congregation have been attending classes that uh, are helping them uh, learn to uh, be more effective at their teaching. That's another way. 
we also teach each other with our songs. You might not think it, but we do. When I was a little boy, my grandmother used to sing a song. Generally, she would sing the song to us after she caught us fighting, me and my brothers. And she would sing angry words, oh, let them never, from the tongue, unbridled slip. And I was a little boy, uh, and I didn't know she was teaching me. But she was. She was teaching me, and I just like listening to her sing, but she was teaching me. And we teach each other with our songs, our singing. And uh, it's expected of us. Uh, right there at the start, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And that means it's still, it's coming from within. It's in, in you. That's a... <coughs> okay, a few minutes ago, I was talking about if only. Well, just as if only can affect peace, the, the peace of Christ, just as only, if only can do that, it can also affect our worship. If only the songs were more to my liking, I could be more engaged in worship. If only my mind wasn't on that football game this afternoon, I could be more engaged in worship. If only the preacher wasn't putting me to sleep, I could be more engaged in worship. Well, we come together as one body of Christ. We, we pray, we sing, and we hear sermon, and all of those things are teaching us, teaching each one of us. And if you allow that into your hearts, it will change you. It will change you from the inside out. And it will show to everyone you meet. And not only, like I say, to this group, but it will show to the people you encounter out there on the street. Verse 16 begins a lot like the previous verse. And it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts unto God. This is saying that it comes from within, from the heart. That's where our worship comes from. <coughs> Excuse me. On a, on a side note, uh, I would like to say that that part about um, uh, psalms, hymns, spiritual song, singing with grace in your hearts unto God, that part, this group of folks right here, with the exception of myself, are outstanding singers. And it comes from the heart. You can tell this. You, it's obvious. It shows. Anyway, moving on, uh, we're going to take a closer look at verse 17 now. And whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, 
give thanks to God the Father through him. This verse is talking about how we should live our lives on a daily basis. Verse starts off saying, everything you do, whether it's uh, what you speak, whether it's your actions, everything. You, you still need to have that inner peace in your heart and let this come from there. Everything you do has to be affected by that. That peace of Christ that rules in your heart. There are several key words in this verse. Right there at the start. Whatsoever. That includes a bunch of stuff. That word alone includes just about everything. And then it goes on to say all. That, uh, that's the rest of it. <laughs> anyway, those two words, whatsoever and all, pretty much eliminate any if only. Isn't it great to know that we can uh, bring all of our cares, our worries and concerns, bring them before God and leave them there. Accept that peace of Christ. Let it rule in your heart. Uh, isn't it great to know that we can do that? Do you have that peace of Christ in your heart? If you do not, let us help you achieve that today. Accept Christ into your life and into your heart. Be baptized and arise a new person. This is the time. Now is the time. Uh, if you have been baptized and uh, would uh, have allowed those uh, distractions and all the little things, or even if they're big, not saying they're not important again, but they do affect you. If they have pulled you away from your peace of Christ that rules in your heart and would like to return, it's as simple as coming forward and letting us pray with you and forward, uh, for you for the strength, the power, the forgiveness available through prayer. We can do this also. Whatever need you may have, if you will, come before us. Come while we stand and sing our invitation song. 